0: Dean Murphy, who's been good enough to give us some time. How are you this morning, Dean? Yeah, not bad, mate. How are you going, Luke? Yeah, really well, mate. You're based out there at Dubba, uh, Bathurst, I beg your pardon. And I thought you had a really good 2023, mate. And I'm sure you're excited for the new year.
1: Oh, yeah. We put the year behind you and you put your blinkers on and just keep looking forward, don't you? That's so exactly right. That starts off good.
0: We're all just after that next winner, aren't we?
1: That's it, mate. That's the name of the game. You know, the last winner doesn't matter too much, it's the next one that does.
0: Uh, I like the attitude, uh, Dean. Let's have a talk about your orange acceptors today. You, you pulled out Ida's rules out of the third. She's in the eighth and, and we'll run there. So we'll get to her shortly. But uh, in this third race, East Harlem, um, I'm interested that you, you're trying him at 1,400 here. He he has been up to that distance before and won. And he's this sort of horse, Dean, that he's got a really good high cruising speed. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, he, um, I think he genuinely wants 1,400 and, He's out of the Beale mare, and um, so we, we sort of were hoping to get a bit of soft track for him, and that's happened as well. Right. I actually um, originally accepted with both of them, you know, and swapped them over. You know, I, I I was going to run him in the other race, Ida's Rules and East Harlem, and then swapped races after a while. I had a good think about it and and just thought, look, he was better placed in the 1400 um, with the claim, and everything. It just looked the right race for him. So, yeah, he's um, he's in good order and looking forward to running him
0: and i'm sure you've got him to his peak now. uh he's had three runs back from a break.
1: yeah, he's, he's looked all this preparation like he's ready to go to the royal easter show. he's beautiful horse, lovely big fat looking thing with dapples all over him and um it's taken a couple of runs to get to trim him up. he he's just been in very healthy, very good order and everything so i'm i'm convinced that you know the, the runs that he's had under his belt, you know, he's needed and and we'll take him to the races today fitter than we have so far.
0: Even though he likes to roll that little bit, did, did he just overdo it in front last start a touch there at Bathurst?
1: Yeah, look, I think he did. He was, you know, we, we were planning to go forward and and Jake um, wanted to go forward too, Jake Posey-Holmes. And, you know, it, it's it, you're in big trouble when you're taking Jake on in front. He's sort of pretty adamant that he's going to lead. And so the two of them went pretty quick and... um it, it made things difficult for him at the end, and especially considering, like I just said, he was probably still carrying some extra condition on him. And the run was pretty good. I, also, the track was a bit firmish that day too, and I, I don't think that sort of helped him as much either. But it was the run he needed to have. He, he came back and had a very good blow from it, and um, and you know, and I think he's just gone ahead since that race.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Just looking at the market here, tab.com.au is currently the 280 favourite. How does the the map look on paper for him, Dean, as far as um, are there any other horses that might rattle his cage today or can he get the lead on his own?
1: We don't need to lead on him. You know, that's the thing. He doesn't have to lead and, you know, I'm quite happy if I see something else actually lead him and he's just, you know, tagging it or, you know, as long as he's running in the first three or four and he's got some clear galloping room, the, you know, orange will is very likely to play where the inside of the fence is, is not good. You know, on these wet days at Orange, it can get very uh, tricky if you're stuck on the fence. And he actually drew barrier one in the last race, and that helped convince me to swap him over um, because I just thought by the last race, the inside, they'll probably be coming down the outside fence if the track is, you know, quite wet. And we'll see what it's like when we get there. But, look, if he's leading or running second or third or fourth, I'm happy. Um, there is one, I think, drawn just inside him. It's no longer me at the moment, but... The horse, I think John, just inside him goes pretty quick. Um, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might give him the card across that we need.
0: Okay. Race five, number one, Bull of Anaka. Tell us about this horse. He's only had three starts. I'm interested in how he he seems to hold his head up quite high when he runs.
1: Yeah, he was a goose at first. Um, yeah. His, his last run was pretty good the other day. So in his track work, he bows his head beautifully, and everything was good. And we we took him to the races a couple of times, and he was just terrified of the other horses. I think at Dubbo and. He, um, he missed the kick a little bit, I think, one day, and another time he drew wide, um, you know, the second time. And, and Nick uh, Hayward elected to sort of take him back a bit because he, he just doesn't have the gait speed to, to go forward, and he sort of fought Nick for a little while, and he just raced terrible, but um, closed off, you know, really, really well both races. And we knew, and Nick came back and said, this is a real nice horse. Um, so we gave him a break and brought him back, and, and his behaviour was pretty good the other day. A 1,000 metres was just too sharp for him. So, um, you know, already he's looking for 1,400 metres, which he gets today. The query with him is, um, I just don't know how he'll handle this track. And I've had a couple of no-no-nevers before, and they just did not handle it. Right. Um, But look, they're all different. Um, The, you know, one particularly, Arimathea, who I've got to know, no-never, she's a half-sister to um, Electric Girl and 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 electrified, and, and everything that that mare produces does not handle wet tracks at all. So it, I'm not necessarily blaming the fire for it, but um, I just don't know if he'll handle the track. I hope he does. Um, if he does, now that Kieran Mars pulled that horse out that looked unbeatable, the race, you know, uh, I think Bjorn Baker still looks extremely hard to beat, but, you know, he should run well if he handles the track.
0: Yeah he's an interesting horse and um, I take note of what you said because you're right on debut he was he was running all over the shop and you feel he was just worried about the other runners but is he starting to get there and understand what he's got to do out there and you you feel he can execute correctly today? Uh,
1: Yeah I I think he's a lot better I I don't think his development's finished yet Mm. Um, he's He's a tricky little customer to deal with on the ground and in, and in all aspects of his, his character. He's a bit of an oddball. But, um, look, he was a lot better first up, and we didn't trial him going into that first up race. So um, he's come through that run. He's been really good, like, in, in his track work. Um, so it's only when he's surrounded by a mob that we've had that little bit of a trouble. And, yep. and you know, when you're training horses on a quiet environment like Baptist, it doesn't happen unless they're getting thrown into a barrier trial or a race um so look we've just got to trust that with natural you know maturity and everything he's going to go out there and do a better job with it but he he appears to be getting you know getting better and you've put the winkers on him yeah nick suggested that um just to try to keep him that little bit more focused so um you know look i think that's a good move It, it can backfire a little bit if if he's got horses behind him and he's getting a bit worried about it but um, look, he's probably going to be in midfield, second half of the field anyway. And um, so we'll have something to follow. And it's worth the it experiment. He works well in them. Um, and so we'll see how it works today.
0: What about Ida's rules uh, in race number eight, Horse Forum? We're chatting to Dean Murphy this morning. Um, the wide draw is probably not going to be a drama uh, by this point of the day, particularly with how we think this track might
1: play. That's right. And, um, I think the wide draw is probably where you'd want to be. Yeah, um, by the last race so uh, unless it dries right out and everything wins up the fence and I'm just a goose but um, it's, it, I, I think that the wide draw is going to be no problem for her she has got good gate speed to too we could kick her up and, and lead if we wanted to or just let her run in a nice forward spot but she gets to dictate sort of whereabouts you know she she, she can be by herself rather than being dictated to by others if she's hemmed in so uh, lovely big mare big striding thing uh, appreciates a bit of galloping room so She's one of the better sorts um, of mares that you'll see. She's a beautiful animal. So, um, yeah, look, hopefully she run well today. I think she's well-placed, actually.
0: And she appears effective on wet ground?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, heavy tracks, I'm not 100% sure about the heavy. And, you know, that's always a question mark with all of them. But she certainly likes to sting out of the ground. Um, and, you know, a soft tracks hold no fear to her and, Um, So, you know, it just depends how how chopped up and how wet this track is. Sometimes, you know, these races get won by a bolter that just absolutely goes through the mud like a duck and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it just knocks everyone off. Uh, But, uh, you know, she'll handle the wet track.
0: How's the rest of the stable going, Dean?
1: Yeah, good. Um, We've um, had a sort of quiet month or so as far as runners are concerned, but we've got a couple of nice horses trialling after last today, getting ready to race. And um, and a couple just a week behind that, so you know we're we're starting to build up momentum with runners, and um, hopefully over the next month, six weeks, and um, you know we'll start to get some good results.
0: We know it can get pretty cool in Bathurst over the winter time, but is this a good time of year to be training horses out there?
1: It normally is. This morning was a bit of a bugger. There was um, millions of little flies, all little sort of sandfly things, flying all around the track in big balls, and so. Huh. We actually had pacifiers on the horses at one point, and and the riders were riding around looking like fearless fly with their goggles on. Jeez! So um, it was a bit odd because of all the rain we've had, they just appeared from nowhere. So um, no, it's, I always say every winter I'm leaving this dump. It's too cold, and then we get about nine months of beautiful weather. So uh, and you forget <laughs> about it, and all of a sudden it's winter again.
0: Yeah, no, so, I get
1: it. It's man. pretty good, really. You know, we don't have stinking hot summers, and um, you know, and we don't have the humidity sometimes. Um, I take horses down to Sydney and everything, and the climate's just that different as far as the humid. You see the horses standing there, and they're just sweating in the type stalls. And the temperature itself says 28 degrees or 30 degrees, and and they're leaving Bathurst where it's probably that and some, and they're not sweating when they leave here, but they find the humidity down there a bit more of a problem. Mm, Makes sense. Um, So, yeah, it's a nice, pleasant pleasant climate, you know, for
0: most of the year to train horses. Well, I wish you luck today at Orange, Dean. Thanks for chiming in on Racing HQ.
1: Good on you, Luke. Thanks. Thanks very much for the call.